You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 160, must have tools to prevent a toxic mold infestation. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we're talking about must-have tools to prevent black mold infestations. Yes, like not equipment like we use, <laughs> not the expensive stuff, but just, and we've done podcasts about it before, and I'm sure we don't repeat everything exactly like we've done before, but it's just tools that our clients can have so that they can prevent mold infestations. Before it gets to where you have to hire someone like us. Absolutely. So what would you say are, um, why should listeners have the tools, first of all? I think that's a, why. Why have them? For the mold prevention and, okay. and to, to, you know, prevent the mold infestations and to, like a flashlight to discover a mold inf- excuse me, infestation. Um, you know, it's just something... You know, some of our listeners are like, oh, yeah, we have all this stuff. And then some of our listeners are like, yeah, we don't really, we barely have a little tiny toolbox in our house with a hammer and a few screwdrivers. Not everybody is like me that has tools everywhere. What about the not handy people like myself? I mean, should you still have the tools even if you may not know what they yeah, do or for, how to use them? Yeah. for Well, for our listeners, I mean, a flashlight doesn't take a whole lot of <laughs> That's training. That's true. But um, the other stuff might. Well, I mean, you know, if you have a humidity gauge, it's, there's not much to it. Okay. A box fan, an air okay. purifier. <laughs> um, so none of this is out. None of this is going to be too hard for us no, non-handed. No, no, they're, they're okay. not getting a table saw out and, <laughs> okay. or sawzall or, you know, air scrubbers or even okay. air scrubbers are not that difficult to know how to operate them. But uh, well, these are tools, you know, a vacuum, hopefully 
uh, our listeners know how to operate a, a vacuum. And it's, you know, we talk about vacuum, it's not an upright. It's a wet dry. A, yeah, vac. wet dry vac. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, I would hope that they, they know how to use these things. And if they don't, they need to hire a professional. Or, they or, could or call YouTube me and, and learn. Yeah, yeah, that's like we talked about a few weeks ago about doing uh, mold mitigation. YouTube's what I, I do it. I'll have to admit it. I, I'm not a mechanic, but if something needs to be fixed on one of the vehicles, I I just YouTube it because it's cheaper than taking it into a mechanic. But yeah. what I'm fixing on our vehicles isn't making me sick. You know, it's not an indoor air quality concern. So, so what we do is obviously a little more... Um, concerning when it comes to your health than what I use YouTube for. Exactly. Okay. So what tools do you suggest that people have handy? So I have, you know, I, I wrote down a list and I Googled, of course, prices of things these days or right now is a little difficult. So, you know, I just, I Googled the prices and uh, so you just tell me which one you want me to explain, but something like a flashlight, humidity gauge, plastic sheeting, Wet dry back, some people call them a shop back, um, a transfer pump, a box fan, air purifier, dehumidifier, fungicides, biocides, so chemicals. Um, and then, of course, one of the most important things is the, our checklist that we offer. Absolutely, that you sign up via email on yep. cnccontractorservices.com. That's free. That's so. free. So definitely download the mold investigation checklist. But some people may not know what a transfer pump is. Well, it just uh, people probably have different uh, terms. You know, you could call it a a trash pump. You could just call it a. I mean, I don't know what they would call it, but and you can actually use a wet dry back for that. That's more or less a transfer pump. Is you plug it in. It's probably half horsepower pump. There's a discharge hose you put on it. There's a suction hose on the other end. And what you'd use that for is, let's just say your your basement was it flooded, you got a lot of water, you could suck the water, transfer the water from the basement to the exterior. That's why I call it a transfer pump. And so a transfer pump is not the same thing as a sump pump? No. Okay. No, no a transfer pump is just something that, that you pull out and use as needed, whereas a sump pump is typically, not all the time, it's typically an attach, attached fixture. Oh, okay. Meaning it's in a sump pit. It's You don't just go and plug it and then take it let's just say, to your basement that's flooded and, and plug it in. I mean, you could, but that's not what they're designed for. It's attached to plumbing pipes and all sorts of stuff. Okay. Does so, that make sense? So a transfer pump is portable. Exactly. You can go buy it at Emergency Home Depot or Lowe's. Of, you can, yeah. okay. Now, why do you say a box fan, meaning it not an oscillating fan or a stand-up well, fan, you but could a use box those. fan? Okay. Just a fan. But but I figure a box fan is bigger. I mean, not bigger, but it's it's a square. Yeah. So it does it give you any advantages? No, no. Okay. I just put box fan because it's one of the most common. Okay. Like you know, we use fans that you can put underneath carpet and padding and all that. So what we use is a little more expensive, but it it can be an oscillating fan, any sort of fan, just to dry out the area, and that's what you would use. And like I said, I put box fan because they're cheap. Like literally, you can buy them for. When I did the pricing on it, it was thirty dollars. So, okay. you know, if you buy if you buy that, you can get the area dried out. Now, keep in mind though, if you're using a box fan and you actually have a mold infestation, that's a big no no because you're spreading the mold. Yeah, you're you're spreading the mold spores everywhere. 
But the purpose of that fan is to dry out the area, just like a dehumidifier. Okay, and so air purifiers and dehumidifiers, I'm assuming you could spend a whole bunch of money oh, on yeah. those. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and it, you know, an air purifier is something that people would use, our clients in their homes. It's similar to what we use as professionals, and I call it an air scrubber, so, or a negative air machine, but air purifier is something that, you know, could come in handy, and we've talked about that before. Most of the time, you would run an air purifier all the time, and you know, that's to, to make sure your air is healthy for you to breathe. Okay. And then um, when you're talking about fungicides and biocides, what is, like, where do you go in Lowe's or Home Depot to find that? Uh, in the cleaning section. So wherever you'd find, like, Clorox or stuff like that. Household cleaners. Okay. Um, Concrobiums. There's all sorts of different terms they use. We, we use all different chemicals that I'm not going to go into and explain, but... You know, when it comes to your hardware stores, like Mold Armor is typically the brand. And it just, you know, sometimes it's stain remover, things like that. But uh, one thing our listeners should know that, and we've talked about it before, be careful of what you're spraying that chemical on. Because remember, it could contribute to a mold infestation. Absolutely. The whole myth of you can't just always spray mold. Yeah. Because if it's a porous surface, you're actually... Making it worse. Making it worse. Okay. And we've done podcasts about it. Yeah. So. And so knowing what to, you know, when to use a fungicide or biocide exactly. and what to use it on is yep. important. More or less for our listeners, they're using it as a cleaner. Okay. okay. So if they're cleaning it off their tile or let's just say their granite countertops or non-porous surfaces, that's the only time we want them using those. Okay. And it's something to have, you know, it's handy. And I... I know with the pandemic, with COVID, it, you know, I'd imagine people that weren't that big on having Clorox wipes and all that in their homes, after COVID, they probably, most people probably have all those things. Absolutely. Now, what about uh, PPE? Obviously, post-pandemic PPE has been a big topic. Should people have as part of their mold, like the mask, the, you know. Yeah, it's actually not even on my list, and that's a good thing to bring up. You know, personal protective equipment Things like masks, gloves, monkey suits is what I call it. It's a full Tyvek suit. Um, yeah, safety glasses. Those are very important. And it, like, I didn't even think about that because that's more stuff we use when we're mitigating. But yeah, for our listeners, you should have gloves and stuff on when you're dealing with chemicals. Okay, that, that makes sense. And then what about the plastic sheeting? What is that for? So. Uh, our cl- our listeners here are us talking about containments all the time when it comes to mold mitigation. And plastic sheeting could come in r- really handy if, let's just say, um, you have a laundry room down in the basement and for some reason something floods or breaks, you can put plastic sheeting up around that laundry room to keep all the mold concerns in that laundry room. Okay. So- and it's, for our listeners, it's something to do before the professionals get there. Absolutely. And so make sure, yeah, make sure you can contain. Yeah. Yep. Prevents cross-contamination. That That's what the plastic sheeting is for. You know, we use it a lot, obviously, as mitigators for containments, vapor barriers, all sorts of stuff. But for our listeners, it is very handy to have if they need to just close off an airspace and make sure they're not moving mold spores from their laundry room to the upstairs bedrooms. 
That makes sense. And then the wet dry vac. Now, I think most people will have a wet dry vac, but I'm assuming that when you're talking about the wet dry vac in this sense, if it is ever going to be used for mold infestations, shouldn't that be a different wet dry vac from the one yeah. you typically use in your homes? So you yeah. Too? But what we're talking about, this isn't for mold mitigation. I, yeah. I want our listeners to know we're not trying to tell you to use these for mold mitigation. This is to prevent Correct. mold. Um, and so that wet dry vac would be to, you know, whether it's vacuuming mm-hmm. um, or if it's to suck up water, which a transfer pump can do too. But to go back to what you were saying, yes, we use we we use them, but they're HEPA vacuums. Okay. So they're not they're not your typical hundred and twenty dollar vacuum. They're thousand dollars, thousand plus. So for what we're doing, absolutely. So but but for our listeners, make sure you know we're not telling you guys to use this for mold mitigation. No, this is prevention. Exactly. Yeah, and then the humidity gauge, as you've said on many episodes, is important just to see where your humidity in each room yes is at. Yep, and it you know like we've always said, you know, prevention is it's it's important because if you if you're not paying attention to the humidity in different rooms, you don't know what's normal and what's abnormal. Exactly. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, like in our bathrooms, we have humidity gauges, you know, you know, after you're done showering that the humidity is like 70%, 20 minutes later, it's dropped down to 40. Now, if it's always 70% in there, we know there's something going on. Correct. The fan's not working right. There's a leak somewhere. So humidity gauges are just a, I don't want to say no brainer to sound demeaning, but it's that is the cheapest, easiest way to monitor what the humidity is in your home, which is a it's a good way to know what the indoor air quality is doing. Because if it's humid all the time, that's promoting all sorts of, of growth, not just mold, you know. So. Absolutely. So having that is important. What about flashlight? Can can people buy a cheap fat flashlight at Walmart and that will do? Or do they need a more heavy duty, like a mag light kind of thing? Well, they could buy just something cheap, but you know me and my flashlights. <laughs> yeah. I love my, my high tech ones, but you can buy a nice LED flashlight and, you know, that's the type that we use, but they can buy a decent one for, you know, $40, $50. They can buy... Now, buying rechargeable ones, which is what we use because we use them so much, you're going to, you know, you're talking $120, but still, a good LED flashlight's a great way to go. And, you know, we have, in the mold box, we have the flashlight. It's not a high, it's an LED, but it's not the expensive one. Yep. Um, and humidity gauge. So, you know, those are things we have for the mold prevent, the mold box, which is a mold prevention toolkit or I guess I wouldn't call it a toolkit. But yeah, it is a, a toolkit. There's lots of tools in there to help them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I when I, when I think of tools, I think of yeah. like tool tools. Real tools. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, and we don't sponsor Maglite. We could, but Maglites are also good self-defense mechanisms because yeah. they're so well, heavy. It, it, honestly, for our <laughs> listeners, I don't use Maglite. Oh, see, so, I like Maglites. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it. I use, um, I use a different brand and I love them. And I've used them for years now. 15 years ago, yeah, I used the big old long mag light yeah. that took 4D batteries, but <laughs> we don't use those. We, yeah. we, we use a lot uh, lot higher quality, in my opinion, lights. And we, 
you know, we have flashlights, we have headlamps, we have... Oh, that's right. You do like your headlamps. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a, probably a good thing to add to this toolkit. The headlamp? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it comes in handy. Yeah, that, you like that a lot. Yeah. That, and, you know, when, when, when our technicians are doing mold mitigation, especially in like crawl spaces or... You need that. You know, our floodlights aren't can't get it. it they work perfect. I mean, they well, they're kind of expensive, but... That's probably one of my favorite things is yes, that headlamp. Is. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on to do anything. anything exactly. Because it helps, you know. It's It's got four different settings on it. And, you know, yeah, I, I forgot to put that on. Yeah, so head, head, headlight, is that what it's Headlamp. Or, headlamp is helpful. And then a regular flashlight and find the flashlight that you like. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said, we're, we're not promoting any brand, but, you know, yeah. whatever whatever our, our clients like. You know, I like the LED because... You know, especially when we're doing inspections, it's actually easier or better, in my opinion, more more effective to shut the lights off. And I use that LED light, and it'll pick up water stains and, and th- cracks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, to me, the LED is just a lot better quality. So, yeah, definitely. It, they, the bulbs last forever. Not literally, but a lot longer than a normal bulb on, a, like, a mag light. Okay. Well, and, you know, a lot of people might be listening to you go through this list and and in the, you know, gas prices being as crazy as they are right now, egg prices being what they are right now, people are pretty cost conscious. So if somebody said, yeah, I'd love to be able to get all of these, but that doesn't fit my budget and they could only get a few of the things you just mentioned, what would you recommend if they could only get some of this? What should be on that list? So number one would be that humidity gauge. And they... We've talked about it before. Obviously, you get what you pay for, but you could get like a, a three pack or whatever for less than $50. And that would be my number one thing is humidity gauges. I would recommend having more than just one and then a flashlight and then probably, probably the wet vac. And, you know, that way, if you have a moisture intrusion event, the wet vac can get it sucked up. Mm-hmm. Flashlight you can use for anything. And humidity gauge is something you're always looking, you know. I'm not saying you have to look at it every day, but monitor the humidity in, in a few different areas throughout the home. So those three things, once again, <laughs> prices are kind of jumping up and down, so it's hard to say. But they can get all three of those for less than $100. Not, not what we use, but our listeners can go get those, you know. So humidity gauge, flashlight, and a vacuum. Well, and if you're an Amazon Prime shopper, just a little tip, put these things on your list and check the list weekly because Amazon actually tells you when the price goes down by 10 or 20%. Oh. So wait until it dips 20% to buy it on your list. Oh, But I you got to put it on a list on Amazon <laughs> so you can check it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty handy with with uh, the price of everything going up and fluctuating like it is. So. But it, it, you know, most of our listeners should have a flashlight. And I, I say should, you never know. Well, so. with the price of eggs, you know, people and the price of gas. Yeah. Flashlight becomes the last thing you're focused <laughs> on getting. That's true. I mean, yeah, eating breakfast is probably more important than, <laughs> than, a flashlight. than the flashlight. So, so yeah. So, like, what's your what's your call to action for people who, who are listening? So, if you don't have anything that we just talked about, the number one thing, and I just said it, is a humidity gauge. Okay. Get on Amazon and buy one. And like I said, you can buy a three pack for 20, 30 bucks, but get a humidity gauge, at least one, I say at least three, you know, and there should be one in the bathroom, one in uh, your laundry room, and then one in like a common area, like a living room. 
and monitor those. And each room's going to be different, and the humidity's going to fluctuate. It's not, you know, the bathroom one's going to come up and down depending on the, who's showering and how long they're showering and if they're running that fan. A living room should stay fairly consistent, but just pay attention to them and make sure they're not over 40%. Absolutely. And, you know, if you feel like you're listening to this and you really want more of a a step-by-step walkthrough of the things you should be doing, the mold box is a great place to start. Yep. Because you'll get that in there. Yeah, and they're available, you know, on the website. And there is a flashlight and humidity gauge in those. And, you know, then there's there's a lot of other mold prevention tools. I don't really call them tools, but um, they are, you know. Yep, and educational materials in the mold box. Yep. There you go. And you can learn more about the mold box at cnccontractorservices.com. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.